What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast with your hosts, Mike Randall and Gus Kearns. Oh, Rick Pitino's back. We knew he'd be back. We knew Rick Pitino, one of the greatest coaches in college basketball history, would return. Sure, there's been scandals that have come around. He had some issues in Hawaii when he was out there. There were the issues with the woman he had the affair with when he was at Louisville and paid for her to have an abortion. There was the $100,000 that was paid to Brian Bowen, the recruit at Louisville from Adidas. And of course, there was a sweeping scandal in 2015 where the former director of basketball operations at Louisville was found to have provided strippers and prostitutes to players and recruits. Obviously, the situation with the affair, that's a moral issue. That's something that really is a personal off-the-court issue. But if you look on the court, the issues that have sort of swirled around Rick Pitino have never found the bullseye on the accusations. Now, those that don't like Coach Pitino are going to disagree, but you're wrong. When he was out in Hawaii, he was accused of giving plane tickets to a player, arranging for athletes to get used cars, and giving coupons for free food at McDonald's. Sort of pales in comparison to some of the things that we've heard recently around Sean Miller in Arizona, around Will Wade with the phone call in LSU, I made a strong-ass offer. What offer did you make, Will? You made an offer for the player to come, or they didn't come. What's the offer? The Christian Dawkins scandal with Louisville paying $100,000 for Brian Bowen was never proved to be connected to Patino. It was the Adidas situation, of which I believe he settled that court case and has moved on. And as far as the strippers with the players, that's a tough one to prove also. And to the common person who's never been involved in college athletics, you probably think that's a joke. But do I think Rick Pitino arranged for strippers to come for his players? No, I don't. I think college kids do that a lot on their own. So if you break it down, the accusations against Rick Pitino on the court have really not been as strong. And so when I heard that Rick Pitino was coming back to Coach Iona, it didn't surprise me. Gus and I have talked about this on the podcast. We knew he was coming back. He was absolutely coming back. Went over in Greece, was successful. Now everything's been settled. And because of the coronavirus, not many teams are turning over coaches. I mean, somehow Shaka Smart still has a job in Texas. Tell me how, I have no idea. Especially when he's lost Uke Locklich to Illinois Chicago. The Eternal Flames, remember them? But Iona needed a coach because Tim Clues, who's done an amazing job at Iona, just amazing. Coach Clues has been fantastic since arriving in 2010 after leaving a very successful program at, at CW Post. In those 10 years that he's been at Iona, the Gales coming into this year had won four consecutive MAC tournament championships and they had won five of the last seven and had appeared in seven consecutive MAC tournament championship games. Think about that for a second. 
Seven years in a row, they reached the tournament champion game. I mean, talk about peaking at the right time. But because of health issues, he was not able to coach the team this year. took a leave of absence early. He ended up having to resign at the end of the year because of those health issues. So certainly we hope he and his family are doing well. And Coach Clues did a fantastic job. And he sort of stocked the cupboard, if you will, for a small mid-major like Iona to become attractive to Rick Pitino, who is now returning home to New York, where it all started for him. And so Coach Patino is in Iona, and the recruits are pouring in. He had already grabbed five commitments since his announcement last Thursday. And just today, just today, he grabbed his sixth commitment, adding NBA Academy Africa big man Nelly Jr. Joseph, 6'8", 230-pound post prospect. He is physical. He is strong. He's someone who's going to be a tremendous rebounder and runner and athlete for the Gales. That's six commitments in five days. Rick Pitino doesn't move the meter. I think he does. And so today, as our team recap series rolls on, we're going to bring in one of my good friends from social media, one of my good friends from Twitter, Guy Falatico. You can follow him on Twitter at IonaGuyF. He is the moderator of IonaHoops.com since 1998, folks. That's 22 years. He's a writer and editor for 25 years at that site. He has served Iona basketball and the school in many, many different capacities. He is a true insider. And so Iona basketball, which is now on the map, despite the fact that New Rochelle right now is being called the epicenter of the coronavirus and certainly is being affected like all of us here on the East Coast and across the country, the recruits are rolling in. Why, as Guy says, because Rick Patino's name moves the meter. And one of the biggest storylines next year in college basketball is going to be the Iona Gales, the Rick Pitino Redemption Tour, and a program that many across the country won't realize has been really successful without Rick Pitino. So what can they do with him? I used to live in New Rochelle. I used to go to those games with my wife. It was a very exciting place. It's a tough place to play. Friday night games over there. At the Heinz Athletic Arena, it's going to be rocking. And the Gales, who have been the dominant team in the MAC, just got one of the most dominant coaches in the history of college basketball. So who better talk about it than Guy Filatico? Let's get Guy in right now and talk some Iona Gales basketball. The Screen the Screener College Basketball Team Recap Series rolls on here today, and we're going to go to MAC action, folks. We're going to talk Iona Hoops. Now, of course, we need to talk Iona Hoops because Rick Pitino has returned. He's returned to college basketball, and he will be the head coach at Iona moving forward. And today we have an expert, an expert on the Gales. Guy Filatico from IonaHoops.com. You can follow him on Twitter. Him and I have been going back and forth for years about Iona. At IonaGuyF on Twitter. He is an expert. He is heavily involved in Iona. So many things he can bring us here. And he's joined us here in the Screen the Screener Team Recap Series to talk about the Gales. Guy, thanks so much, man. First off, how are you doing? Is the family safe? How are you doing in this, this crazy time we're living in right now? 
Well, I, honestly, it's, it's probably affected me. Uh, I'm a little spoiled. It's affected me a lot less than it has others. I work from home normally anyway, as does my wife. So other than having the kids home, you know, everybody is safe uh, and, and everything's fine here. But we're used to kind of living home and doing our thing and uh, just a little, a little trapped. But, you know, that's my biggest complaint compared to what, you know, I'm seeing all these stories about the ER docs in New York City and all that. It's just it's such a terrible thing. And I hope this can get resolved soon. Yeah, absolutely. And, and- and you've had a, a lot of experience here with Iona. I mean, you, you have extensive background with the Gales and the program, correct? Yep, I graduated in '91, so I was uh, I've been a fan since uh, since I got on campus there, which was right after uh, the Pat Kennedy era ended. So there were there was kind of some mediocrity for quite a while there. Uh, but uh, once uh, uh, once things started going on an uptick and the internet was kind of born uh, around 1998 or so, I started uh, an Iona Hoops message board, and now we've kind of uh, I've kind of had the the URL address for IonaHoops.com for most of that time. So about 22 years now, we've I've run the message board. Uh, so you can find it there. Um, we get a, mm, a little under a million hits per year. Uh, so it's it's pretty active for a small fan base that Iona has. It's a very active message board. Uh, but I've also been involved with Iona in uh, other ways. I graduated in 91, as I said. Um, I've served two terms uh, on the alumni board of directors. Uh, I've also served on the, the college's booster club committee for many years as well. So I'm very active in, in fundraising and, 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 of course, supporting all athletics at Iona. That's fantastic. I, and that, that sort of background here is going to be great and is going to help give us perspective on Iona. I want to start with the Gales at the beginning of this year because certainly they've been the dominant team in the MAC now. If you look back, they, coming into this season, they had won four consecutive MAC tournament championships and they have appeared in seven consecutive MAC tournament championship games coming into this season. They were the definite favorite coming into the year. And they had four starters returning. But of course, head coach Tim Clues, fantastic coach, came over from CW Post, replaced Kevin Willard, who was there for a while. He had suffered a health problem, a health problem that we really don't know a lot of details about. I don't know if you do, of course, his privacy laws. And he was not with the team the entire year. Certainly, that's going to hurt a team's efficiency. So I guess I'll start with Coach Clues. Do you know anything? He has since stepped down, been replaced by Rick Pitino. But I would think, Guy, that that really threw them for a loop to start the year. Yeah, first of all, I should say that, you know, Iona fans have been incredibly spoiled by having Tim and not only having him for, uh, uh, you know, usually in mid-major world, it's so cyclical that, you know, you have a coach, he wins and he leaves. And there were certainly a couple opportunities where Tim was looking to leave and um, it just didn't happen. So we were, we had the benefit of having him here for, for you know, as long as we did, you know, pretty, pretty much the entire decade. Um, and again, the, the amount of success has spoiled Iona fans to the point where we got to points where we were complaining about not being competitive in NCAA and NCAA games against Ohio State and Duke and Oregon. And it's like, well, you know, these are teams are like Elite Eight, Final Four. Do you really expect Iona to compete with these teams? I mean, so this year certainly brought us back down to earth. I mean, you kind of felt like as soon as that announcement hit right before the season started that Tim wasn't going to be on the sideline that you know, oh, we're in trouble here. Um, you know, things had been falling into place. We had gotten some waivers approved. Uh, Isaiah Washington was was going to join us as well as Motium. Uh, so we were excited to have a couple of players uh, on board that we weren't sure if we were going to have. Everything the, the the facilities had just been upgraded over the summer, and the, and uh, anybody who's seen Iona's uh, facilities, it's not not a big facility, only seats twenty six hundred, but it went from 
a high school gym to at least having a little more of an arena feel, you know, where there's now stands on all the sides and a lot of upgrades, a lot of video boards, things like that. So it's, it's the, the facilities were greatly updated. So there's a lot of excitement entering the year. And then, and that news, you just kind of felt the air come out a little bit. Um, and one of the things that with Tim is also, even, even the teams that won championships, they often got off the slow starts as a lot. Anybody who's followed Iona knows there's been a lot of turnover in the program. Tim likes to recruit, you know, Jucos and transfers. So you don't have them as long. And therefore there's a good amount of turnover each year. And it takes a while for the next season's group to gel a little bit. Um, and again, knowing that we had a lot of newcomers coming in this year, and Tim has kind of become the master at like getting that together, uh, not having him there just kind of, you sensed it, you sensed that this year wasn't going to be great. Um, and, um, you know, of course, obviously we all would rather have Tim on the sidelines. We know he was still, it was killing him to be at home, just to not be able to come, uh, to games and, and participate in practices. Um, I, I can't get into great details about what's exactly wrong with him. I don't even have that many myself. Um, I just know it's an ongoing health issue that, uh, was expected to resolve and didn't. Uh, which kind of led to I own other people at Iona taking some action toward you know what would happen after this season ended. Yeah, and a fantastic coach, fantastic person. So so certainly we're praying for him. Hope him and his family are, are doing okay. And understandably so. That the team did struggle early in the non-conference. There they lost five. They lost five games in a row, which actually came into the the conference schedule as well with St. Peter's and Monmouth. Uh, they were really struggling. You and I were going back and forth. I was talking about against the spread. Iona really wasn't doing well. But then they did right the ship in mid-year. You know, around February 7th there, they rattled off four consecutive wins, two on the road, Quinnipiac, Fairfield, Manhattan, and Marist. Uh, then they t- had a stumble against Siena away by just one point, and then Ryder and Kanisha. So they had a good run there in the middle. And I, I think there was a chance, Guy, that this team could have done some damage there in the, in the MAC Conference Tournament, even though you know where they finished up. They finished up at 9-11, and tied there with Niagara right in the middle of the conference. But you always have to fear Iona, especially in the conference tournament. Yeah, and, and the other thing that Tim's teams always did as the year went on, as they got better, um, everybody knows Tim's teams always score a lot of points. They're f- very fluid on offense. But the, the, when when you come came to late February and March, his teams always defended a little better. And you've always, if anybody who's followed me on Twitter and on Iowa's Best Sports will tell you, I'm always saying, you know, hey, defend and good things are going to happen. Just, just a little bit. When you score like Tim's teams always do, if you defend even a little bit, you're probably in pretty good shape, especially in a tournament setting. Um, and during this year, the defense just wasn't there at all. They were just allowing teams to shoot 50% from the field. And then when they started winning games uh, under under Trey Arnold, who, again, was put in a ridiculously tough situation. You know, there's a lot of uh, anger toward him in terms of how this year went. You can't blame him for what happened this year. It's just not his fault. He, he wasn't hired to be the head coach. Uh, as a matter of fact, he wasn't even going into the offseason last year as being our number number one assistant. He was uh, 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 Coach Eaton, who moved on to a Division II job, was actually in the first chair after after Tim. So he basically, Trey Arnold had to move over two seats this year, which is a really big ask. So he went from being the second assistant focused on recruiting, basically, to, okay, now you have the keys to the favorite in the MAC. Oh, and by the way, we've won four state titles. Keep that going, will you? I mean, that's a big ask for a guy who just hasn't had any D1 head coaching experience. So, um, so I, I, I'm tried to support him all year long. It was a frustrating year for him, I'm sure, as well. Um, And where Iona felt it the most, to get back on topic, sorry there, uh, was that the close games. Iona just lost a ton of close games. They lost three games in overtime. They lost another four, I think, by one point. So... 
And then there was a couple of they lost on a final possession and things like that. So there were a lot of close losses and then games that were tied to the regulation. I have to think if Tim were there, I can't say you can't say he would own all of them, but he probably would have won at least half of those, maybe even more. Because just by him being there, you know, and his experience in coaching game situations, um, so uh, that's you know that's why I kind of felt like as well as we were played during that stretch where we won six of seven, uh, and then we ended the year with three straight close losses, and I was like, well, this is very telling that you know you're in a MAC tournament setting. I just can't see us winning a close game, and sure enough, again we went toe to toe with a really good St. Peter's team and lost in the final possession again. Uh, so, I mean, that, that's the way the year went. There was potential, but we couldn't quite get over the top because I just don't think the coaching was strong enough, and it's not Trey Arnold's fault. It's just the way, just the way it went. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I totally agree with you. And, and, and now, of course, Guy, here comes Rick Patino. I mean, having attended those Iona games with my wife, really enjoying them, I'm just giddy thinking about what is going to happen here in New Rochelle and this program. And you and I have mentioned they've already started grabbing recruits. Patino, I believe, has been, he settled the lawsuit with Adidas. He came out in his book and said, listen, I understand why I was fired because I was in control. Uh, although I really had no direct responsibility for these issues that went on in terms of he in his involvement, per se, in, in what went on. Uh, but moving forward now, he's cleared, I think, right? And here he is. I mean, how did this come about? When did you first, first start hearing rumors that Rick Patino could become an Iona? Well, if you... If you- um, it's it's tough. And, and on Twitter, and I don't remember the handle that I first saw it on, there was a random Twitter handle that came up and said, uh, hey, there are rumors out there that uh, Bettino's going to be the next coach of Iona. Uh, and this was two and a half weeks before the regular season ended. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. But I had also recently heard something at that time that something was brewing uh, uh, in terms of that kind of thing. And of course I was sworn to secrecy. Uh, I didn't want to, you know, it's not fair to Arnold. It's not fair to the kids playing now. It's not even fair to Tim who still had a job at that point. Uh, But I had heard that some of that stuff was going on. Um, uh, So it was a couple weeks before the season started that some of those conversations started to become a little more known, but not public necessarily. Uh, Internal folks on Iona kind of knew about it. Um, So it certainly wasn't a shock that once we were eliminated, uh, that, you know, what, a couple days later, you know, Tim it was announced that Tim was leaving, which I thought was done pretty well by the college. It, you know, you, I was afraid that, you know, how do you, how do you tell a guy who's won as much as Tim has? Oh, you know, we, we know you're, you're a legend here now, but 
you're sick. We have to move forward. It's such a delicate situation. I thought Ion handled it pretty well. Um, I hope that we're going to continue to handle it well and that we're going to call the court, Tim Close Court, when we have our first home game next Oh, season. that'd be great. Yeah. Um, I hope, I, you know, that, I'm sure a lot of people have said that. I don't know what Ion is actually planning, but I'm sure something will, will, will come up there. Um, and then, of course, again, with Rick, when that news broke, it didn't completely shock me. I know it shocked everybody else. <laughs> um, but at the time, Jared Grasso's name was being thrown around a lot, too. So I wasn't certain. I thought maybe, you know, hey, Tim was on board, but, you know, Grasso was also interested and the players wanted Grasso. A lot of the fans wanted Grasso. I would have been fine with Grasso if I knew that Patino wasn't going to be, in, uh, you know, on, the, on board. But to be fair... You know, he is Rick Pitino, and he's one of the top five college coaches of all time, probably. Um, yes, he came with a whole lot of baggage, um, and there is a risk. And I think that there is a, a, there's a realistic chance. I know not everything is, 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 is set in stone yet. I mean, he could still be suspended for a handful of games, maybe to open this season. We, don't, we have no idea um, what the NCAA is going to come up with, because they obviously put all that on the back burner uh, when, ten, when, uh, when Rick went to Greece. So, uh, you know, why bother pursuing it if he's not even going to be in the country? But now he's back. You know, granted, I'm sure the NCAA has other things to worry about right now, but it would not shock me if something comes up. But uh, if you're an Iona, and I've been telling people this for a while, if you're an Iona, you have to take this chance. Oh, you have to. Absolutely. And and I, I was thinking about it. I, I remember when he first was let go from Louisville, I was doing my, this podcast with my, my best friend. And I said, listen, he's absolutely going to be back. It's not even, it's not even a question. And, and here he is. And, and his style, I think, meshes well with Iona and with their personnel. So let's take a look at the personnel. Coming into this year, like I said, four starters returning. EJ Crawford to Juan Agee with a top two scores. Crawford's fantastic. 19 points per game, five rebounds. Agee 15 and seven rebounds. Isaiah Washington was 11 and five. Talk about the players. So a lot of these guys are seniors, but talk about who's coming back specifically from the team that they have now. What are you hearing? And, and of course, then we'll get into the recruits, which are coming in like a slot machine here, guy. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> yes, uh, it's crazy. Um, uh, from what I understand, at this exact moment, no one has asked for a release. Um, so that means that uh, Isaiah Washington's back. Asante Gist, who was lost to injury this year, is supposed to come back. Um, Colton Cashaw, these are all seniors. Colton Cashaw is a backup point guard. He's supposed to be back. Dylan Van Eyck, who got better and better as the year went on, as did Isaiah Washington. Um, and they, those two, I think, were the reason why Iona started playing better toward the end of the year. Um, Dylan, Dylan Van Eyck it, it would be, is going to come back from what I understand as well. He will be a perfect addition to what Bettina wants to do on defense. Um, uh, Andrea Rostanovic is a, a backup big man. Uh, he is supposed to come back. So uh, out of those five right there, um, Kasha and Rostanovic played the least. Uh, and I would have thought that if there was a potential for the guys to leave, it would have been those two knowing that, well, hey, we're, they're just being over-recruited right now. They didn't get minutes a lot last year. And now, you know, look at what we're adding. So, that said, they're both seniors, so they might just want to be along for the ride and, again, play for Rick Pitino. I mean, you know, there's a draw there. So, But as of now, as far again, like I said, none of those guys have asked for release. That also includes two recruits that signed under when Tim was still head coach. Darius Brown is a junior uh, guard, and Robert Brown is a, a junior forward center. Um, as far as I know, both of them are staying on board. Um, 
The only player that is, I'm, I'm not certain exactly what's happening with. I own had a guard last year, Juco transfers, who was a junior. His name is AJ McNeil. I know he had, he had some uh, injury and academic problems, and he, he was pretty much didn't play all year. It doesn't appear he's coming back, but I haven't seen anything official saying that he left. But I'm pretty, I, I think he's not there anymore, even though I haven't seen anything official. Yeah, and, and I mean, you talked about Washington. They, like you said, they had the tough loss there in the quarterfinals of the MAC to St. Peter's. But over his last six games, I mean, he had double digits in uh, last seven games, rather, six of their last seven games. He had 24 big points in the win over Canisius and then 16, two of four from three point range. So Washington is a guy, I think, who could really thrive with Patino and can do some damage. I, I agree. Um, and what happened with these guys, too, is when they started winning this year, I know that again, like I said, Tim was kind of involved from a distance uh, uh, with Trey and uh, Trey Arnold. And I know he basically said to Trey, look, these guys are playing very inconsistent. We're trying to go too deep. Let's play the five core guys as much as humanly possible. That oh, and the one guy, I, you know what? I'm, I'm missing a player I mentioned, uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Ross. Yes, he will yes. also be a senior. Uh, he's a, he was playing a lot of the three this year, two or three. Uh, great outside shooter. And I, again, he there was some rumors that he could transfer, but I haven't seen them again. I haven't seen anything else about that either. Uh, but you know, so uh, Washington Ross uh, uh, Van Eyck. Uh, Crawford and AG basically played the vast majority of minutes, starting with the winning streak and, and you know through the MAC tournament, which is why I also I think they just ran out of legs. They had no backups. I mean Isaiah was playing; they were all playing 35 minutes a game at that point. Um, they just re- just refused to re- rely on their backup uh, players at, at all, which is you know they played their best five, and that's that's a Tim trade as well. Though he would be a little more judicious in going to his bench than than Trey was, but. You know, you go with the guys, you go with your best horses as much as you can. And I think Trey figured he had to do that. Um, but, it, you know, those minutes add up. And, you know, especially playing St. Peter's, a deep St. Peter's team in Mac quarterfinal after playing a win in the play-in round the day before. You know, Iona was up eight with about five minutes to go against St. Peter's and then got outscored something like 14-4 to four the rest of the way. So, uh, you know, that's legs is more than anything else. Yeah, and now we look at the players who are coming in. I mean, it's it's been coming fast and furious. Uh, Iona basketball recruits guy has been, it's really pretty much been illustrated by that gif I love of the guy having popcorn and sitting back in his chair because they're, they're going to come quickly here. Uh, he was hired at Patino on March 14th and right away he ended up getting Ryan My- Myers who were looking at college options. Iona wasn't even one of them, but talk about Myers, talk about some of the players we're hearing. There was one yesterday as well. I mean, it, it seems like they're loading up quickly. But what we're seeing, this is like the Patino effect, because everybody's like, how is he doing this? Nobody's visiting campus. Nobody, you know, they're not visiting with anybody in person. They can't do any of that with the coronavirus stuff going on. So how is this happening? This is Rick Patino's name. It's as simple as that. These guys haven't seen Iona, probably never even thought of Iona as an option. So Patino reached, you know, somebody on Patino's staff reached out and said, you know, Rick wants you. And then, you know, you hear Patino's name. It's like, oh, really? And all of a sudden, kids from everywhere are interested. It's Rick Patino. They, they you know, there's a limit to it. You know, it's still a, a small mid-major, Iona. It's still a 2,600-seat facility. It's still the MAC conference, which is, you know, unfortunately, the last couple of years has not done as well as what it had done, you know, as, as recently as the mid-2010s, where it was more like ranked 15th or 16th. Now it's kind of settling into the 20s, unfortunately, and, and Ken Palm. Um, so it, it's, but it's still Rick Pitino. You get a chance to play for him, you know, you want to take it. Um, so, and it's funny because a lot of Iona fans are like, 
are, again, this is the spoil thing. Well, you know, we're getting some good players, but where are the four and five star kids? You know, and it's like, really? Uh, I mean, we went from getting guys, you know, and, and this is not a knock on, on close and his recruiters the past couple of years, we were getting guys that fit Tim's system, which always worked in the past. So why change it? But you'd, you'd look and you'd hear, and you never heard of these kids. And uh, they, maybe they had one other offer from a, another mid-major or a small school, but it was the type of player that fit the Tim system. And it always seemed to work out up until this past year. Um, here are guys now, and I can go through them all for you, uh, who are getting recruited by bigger schools and bigger conferences in the MAC. So, yeah, we're not going to beat Duke and Kent and Kentucky for recruits just because Rick is here. I mean, the bottom line is we're still a MAC team, you know, but these are the kids that you want. These are the kids that propel you to the top of the MAC and to propel you to that to have that shot of knocking off somebody in the tournament. So. The first commit was actually Talik Chavez. He's a, uh, or Chavez, I guess. He's a combo guard from Garden City Community College, uh, 6'1", great outside shooter. Uh, his final two were Iona and Tulsa. So, again, that's another Good program. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then you mentioned Ryan Myers. He's the, he's that six, six, uh, six foot freshman guard from Christ the King, typical New York city guard. You know, he's got all that skill set. Um, he had some, he had a good number of major offers. Like you said, most recently temple again, uh, all bigger schools, great outside shooter. looks like that type of Patino guard. Um, then we have, uh, I, I'm going to butcher his name, I think, but Beric Jean-Louis, uh, who's kind of like a swingman's junior, 6'4", uber-athletic. Um, if you watch his highlight video, it's ridiculous. Uh, he's from Florida, Southwestern Juco. He was at New Mexico State before us, before the Juco, I mean. And his final two were us and Wichita State. Um, and then, you know, <laughs> so if that wasn't enough, uh, you know, Rick decided to add two more yesterday. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to, again, I'm hoping I'm getting the names right. Uh, Johan Crawford as uh, a power forward. He's going to be a freshman, 6'9", former commit for St. Joe's. The kid's built like a linebacker, but he has finesse to his game. And he had off, most recent offers were from Boston College, Wyoming, and San Francisco. Um, so he's from Sweden. He played for New York Rens, so you know he has that pedigree. Uh, so, again, another kid that can, you know, looks like he can step right in. And if that wasn't all big enough, uh, we'd get Osborne Shima, again, hoping I'm saying his name right, his sophomore 7-1 center from New, New Mexico Military Institute. He had offers from several majors, and he visited Rutgers last month. And, you know, he's a slender kid, as you would expect. I mean, any 7-1 kid who looks, who looks athletic is not going to the MAC. You, no matter who's coaching it. So he's a slender kid at 7'1", but got a good skill set. And if they can put some pounds on him, look out. Um, and I've seen a lot of people on, on Twitter calling him a major steal. Um, so I, I think that's, again, that, that, that's this, I mean, will all five of them work out and be superstars? Eh, probably not. But if three of them work out and then you join with Isaiah Washington and Gist and, and Dylan Van Eyck, I mean, that's a core six right there. And then, again, you, you get these other guys contributing too. Then all of a sudden you have 10 guys playing and you have that Patino system in place. It's incredible. It's really exciting because I believe, Guy, that the, the way college basketball is at its best is when you have these mid-major schools that are really making noise. I mean, who didn't love a VCU run? Who didn't love Wichita State when they beat Kansas? When you have these powerhouse mid-major schools that, that really end up making noise, George Mason, things like that, and Patino coming to Iona, and the great thing is Iona was already at that level. Iona was already a dangerous team, dominant in the MAC. Now they had a 
Hall of Fame coach. They're getting the recruits. It's going to be super exciting, man. I I can't thank you enough for a few minutes here. Folks, you have to follow Guy Filatico on Twitter, at IonaGuyF. Have to do it. This guy's going to be bringing you information and insight here. Rick Patino's there. IonaHoops.com is a great site. You have to check it out. It's going to be super exciting here. So hopefully we get through coronavirus, everything settles down, and he's bringing them in. But Guy, we, we thank you for a few minutes here. It's a little reprieve from what's going on. And certainly, I, I think, understatement, exciting times in Iona right now, for sure. Oh, yeah. we can. I mean, we're all itching for next year already, all the entire fan base. We just, we can't wait. And, you know, we can't thank you enough for bringing all kinds of entertainment to all of us. <laughs> Again, you're a great follow on Twitter. Um, and, and this and this time, you know, Twitter is such a tool to uh, to entertain us and, and take our minds off of, you know, what we're going through. And, uh, you know, you're a big part of that. So uh, thank you as well. Great having you on, Guy. Get your popcorn ready for the gals. Yeah, Here we go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus.